fiends and horror hounds this is brett from dimension z joined as i always am by greg of the dead how you doing man doing good how's it going good because i'm ready for a great alien movie but possibly one of the slowest burn alien movies there is holy shit i like this movie but it's two hours of like it reminds you of like 2001 a space odyssey of like how that one's very artsy and it takes its time and stuff it's like alien one was trying to do that you know alien is we're we're doing alien from 1979 it's divided into two parts for me and I remember, I know you were just trying to, like, attack me on the Predator episode, but I brought this up about Alien on it, and you're like, oh, no, it is not slow. So I'm glad to see that you did come around to this, because it's divided into two parts. There's part A is so fucking slow, man. And the thing is, I used to watch this as a kid, and I'm like, how did I have the attention span as a kid to watch this? I was about to say the exact same thing. This was a rewatch constantly when I was a kid. Because from elementary school, I was always Team Alien, not Team Predator. Still am in that camp. But watching this again, I was like, I enjoy it now, still. But holy shit. No wonder I love the fucking Hammer movies. With how much talking and, like, setup there is. And just atmosphere. Yeah, and don't get me wrong, the atmosphere is great. Like, everything that's setting up awesome. It's not a diss on it. But until you get that chest burst, it's a slow movie. And then it does pick up, and they fit a lot into a short amount of time after that. But until you get there, man, it's something. I, there are parts that still, like, keep me really captivated before. the Like, the chest burst is, like, the first really big thing. But, like when they see the prometheus ship like on the like cliff and it's like holy shit like that's an alien vessel what i'm guessing is the first time they've ever seen one ever like this is like the a first for like humankind is seems like how they're treating it right i think look uh there's a lot of people who are go super deep with the alien lore i'm not one of them i like these movies i've seen them but i it's not like one where I can recount you all the facts and this is how this did this and like I've read the wiki pages. No, I don't go like that with Alien. No, neither do I. Like I love Alien. Like like I said, it's my franchise over Predator. But this isn't Friday the 13th for me where I know every little in and out like and can confidently say most of the time like, oh, this and this. Like, But how they're treating it with like, if you get any kind of signal whatsoever, you have to stop and go look. It seems like maybe some people know because there's the whole, like, robot milky part. He definitely knows. But it seems like maybe as a whole, like, it's kind of a cover-up. Don't know? Yeah, definitely. Now, like I said, if you're a hardcore alien fan and you're screaming at us right now, my apologies. Please write Intern Corey. (laughs) but yeah so alien is one of those movies it's in the library of congress and all that kind of stuff like preserved film and everything for special effects um ridley scott directed this one not um i always think that james cameron did this but he did aliens his name is james cameron the greatest pioneer so what do you think of the special effects because that's touted as like the best thing in this movie i'm curious your thoughts on the special effects um they do they're really smart with the alien 
of they treat it like the shark from Jaws of the less you see of it the better because sometimes you see a little too much of it and it's like you're walking through a haunted house and it goes booga 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 out of the shadows <laughs> okay i know we're both talking about the same scene so yeah. let's just get it out there okay, i'm not waiting this scene where the alien xenomorph just holds its hands up and i get what they were doing he's lunging and in reality like the camera cuts and he's still reaching forward and gets, I think it's Dallas, but the actor in the alien costume didn't continue to lunge. He knew where they were cutting it. So just sticks his arms out. And no joke. It's probably only half a second, but they hold on a half a second too long. Where he's just like, give me a hug. And it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's 100% an editing thing. Like you said, if they had cut it by half a second, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as glaring as it is of ah it would have been like lunge and then cut yeah. like mid lunge of it still moving it's like that thing whenever like you'll see like an old bad movie and you can see them like the scene had like starts and then you can see where the director goes action because the people are just standing and then they start walking and acting like normal for like yes. that split second yeah, and like, or if he just would have kept lunging forward instead of stopping there, it's just, it's a shame, and I know we're nitpicking, it's just this weird blemish on such a great movie that I can't not think about anytime I think of Alien, is the reaching out for a hug xenomorph. There's that, and Sigourney Weaver's non-existent ass. Oh, with like, plumber crack at the end of the movie? Yeah, like, I, because that's something I pointed out to when I was like, you're like, oh, let's do Alien. I was like, oh, that scene. You're like, what, the tiny bit of butt crack? I'm like, no, not that side. <laughs> the other <laughs> side. Because <laughs> I remember, like I said, I watched this as a kid. My dad was really big on sci-fi horror stuff. Like, he really introduced me into, like, the Predators, Aliens, like, all this kind of stuff. He was really big on watching with me. So I'd watch these pretty religiously. And I remember, like, Sigourney Weaver's cute. Like, Ripley's really cute and everything. And then I got to that scene, and you have the butt crack and everything. Is this supposed to be hot? I'm really young. I don't know. Like, am I supposed to be turned on right here? Is this, like, a thing I'll be more turned on by the older I get? I don't think so, but we'll find out. Do you remember that episode of King of the Hill when they discovered why, like, Hank Hill's back hurts? Because he has no ass whatsoever. Yeah. He just sits on his tailbone and yes. you see it and it's just like concave. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get into this thing. Um, if we're talking about the, and I, like I said, I like alien, not complaining really about it being slow, a little bit complaining about it being slow. Like I just saw Oppenheimer and it's a three-hour movie and i was like oh i'm like prepared for this that one kept rolling pretty well for me this one a few times i had myself like going like how much longer is in this okay i get what they're doing to the point of the opening credits takes so long when i was fast forwarding it to get ready for the show because i own this on dvd so i'm gonna watch it along with the podcast it's one of those episodes the opening like alien across the screen takes so long even in fast forward yeah not even the opening credits just the title card yeah Th that's what i mean the alien title card yeah. like but the nostromo is returning to earth after it's a 
what a cargo freighter pretty much. So their own hypersleep, the computer mother kicks on. By the way, so this is 70s and dealing with futuristic tech, and that's always amusing anytime you watch old sci-fi stuff. I'm proud to say they got like the the smart home down kind of though, to be honest. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, where it's just like Alexa, lights on. I just love to imagine like someone was listening right now and their lights came on because I said that. I hope so. But yeah, this one's just called Mother. Mother! But the crew's all waking up from stasis and they all have a nice breakfast together. They're not in Earth's system yet and they can't get a hold of traffic control. And this is why they've been woken up when they're not in Earth's system yet because they picked up an SOS signal from another ship. Just like, I believe, real ships and stuff have to respond to an SOS signal. Well, yeah, um, I was watching the island, oh crap, what was it? Island of Lost Souls with Bella Lugosi. And that was a part of that, of like this shitty drunken ship captain like has to pick up this guy that's like shipwrecked or something. And he kicks them off at the first port, which is the island of uh, like where all these eight men are and stuff. But he's okay. just like, I did my duty. But part of it's like, you're going to be court-martialed or what? You're going to lose your captain's license if you kick me off here. So yeah, just like it, that. It is like a must kind of thing, I guess. Because the one guy starts arguing against it. And they're like, you're going to lose all of your pay if you don't go. And he's like, oh, what I say? I'm super happy to go now. No, I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're on their way there. And they launch the small little, like, ship that comes off the big ship. So how big is this Nostromo? Because it looks super cramped where they are. But I get it's like a cargo freighter thing. So most of it's honestly just for hauling. But I can't get a read on how big this really is. Well, because this is also, like, Star Wars times when this came out. This is 79. So is it, like, Star Destroyer size? Like, how? Like it seems like... Or is it more like... um? Is it the Grendel from Jason X? I don't I guess it. I probably is Star Destroyer size. Yeah, you're probably right. It seems huge because it's like some kind of mining thing, isn't it? Where it has all yeah. kinds of like minerals on it. So it seems ginormous and it just has seven people on it just to kind of seems keep it going. Dude, so you said 79. It made me think of something. Two very important movies came out in 1978 and that's Halloween and Star Wars. Yeah. And I feel like Ridley Scott watched this. The, both those movies is like, let's just put them together. Holy shit. You got your chocolate on my peanut butter. You got your peanut butter on my chocolate. But the ship catches fire for no reason while landing. The little one, there's a hull breach. And so the effects in this look cool when I'm sitting there watching it. I'm like, man, this looks cool. And then I, there's also this little part of my brain that's like, they're just shooting off fire extinguishers and stuff underneath all these rocks constantly. Yeah, definitely. But it is cool. Like, there's parts of this that I really love. Like, they land and you see, like, a landscape view and you see, like, two planets, like, off in the distance. Like, those are planets we don't know. They're yeah. on a planet we don't know right now on an asteroid or something. And then them walking up on the Prometheus ship is, like, terrifying, kind of, actually. Because, like, I love the kind of view they have. Because it's their futuristic 1979 camcorder. 
footage where it's all grainy and it's on a vcr and a crt tv human race never got past the crt it will live (laughs) forever but um you see like the grainy ship alien ship in the background they're like what is that we're like we don't know it's like that's creepy yeah it is it's it's like a little nerve-wracking when they're going on this thing and everything especially with what they find and then they have to walk on they have to go inside the alien ship like how far do they have to go until their contract is met and they can leave and like they still get their money like okay we touched it we poked it can we leave now yeah we checked anyone there nope no one answered let's go home also we get some really great hr geiger geiger one of those um but he designed so much of this alien stuff where like this one they really let him go nuts i know in like alien 3 he wanted to make like a jaguar alien thing and like these really like it was an alien with a human mouth kind of thing with like a tongue or something and they were like oh that's okay buddy we're just gonna use your original designs (laughs) He did go nuts on this. And right here, they go, like I said, they go in and they find the giant skeletal remains of this alien. The space jockey. It has like a giant like elephant trunk coming out. And it's like almost like melted into its chair, though. Yeah, it's like what they even mentioned something about, like it's grown into its chair. But it's insane because at this point, they're like walking around like the corridors and whatnot. And they climb up into where the space jockey is because the first guy sees it and he's just like, holy shit. And the rest of them are like, what? And he can't really say anything because there's a creature in front of him that's ginormous. Yeah, what would you say in this moment? But Ripley back on the ship, she partially translates like the transmission, the SOS that came out. And she realizes this is not an SOS. It's a warning for like everyone to stay away. And they're like, and she's like, I better go get them. And um, it's Ash, right? That's the robot. Yes. Ash is like, no, uh, it would take too long. They're already there. Let's let them be like, no, no, no. Let's let things play out. Don't try to interrupt their Ripley. There's a lot of Ash manipulating things in the background, it seems. Oh, yeah, there's, which I, in this movie's credit, I did not realize, you know what I mean, until you're watching it again. Like, it's not giving it away to you or anything. And I didn't really notice it probably until this watch, because it's been quite a few years, I think, since I've seen this movie. Yeah. But they're there looking, and they start, like, descending down into the, well, the one guy, Kane starts like descending down into this area with all these eggs like with a force field over it and everything but he can just go right through this protective force field and he sees one of the face huggers in the egg like kind of through it like transparent like and the egg just opens up and jumps onto his helmet look we've seen it a thousand times but man it still looks so cool yeah and like he shines his flashlight like into the egg where he can see it moving around and he's like there's kind some kind of organic life here like it's an amazing discovery then it opens he's staring into it it's like this is not going to end well whatsoever marvin the martian isn't going to pop out and be like hello you know like (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, like on a scale from Marvin Martian to like I don't know some space god thing. Or yeah, even, this um, isn't going to go well. Or even like Gazoo from the Flintstones. But yeah, so obviously it jumps out, goes right onto the helmet and everything, and they're on their way back to the ship. It's broke through its helmet, is on his face, and Ripley doesn't want to let him in because this is quarantine procedure. Obviously, if a parasitic life form has attached itself to one of your crew, you probably don't let that crew back on if you don't know what it is. Yeah, you do not know what kind of diseases this thing is carrying. You don't know what it is at all. And Ripley's like, no, I'm sorry, you cannot come on the ship. What would you do in my situation kind of thing? You know, like, you would follow procedure like I do. And then fucking the fucking robot lets him in. Yep, and she's very angry about this. And they have Kane, like, in the med bay, and they're trying to get the face hugger off. And it, there's this just, like, awesome scene where this tightens around his throat and, like, starts choking him. It goes harder, Daddy, in the face. I go, what? <laughs> but, <laughs> David Carradine is just like, this is my favorite alien in the entire world. They try to cut it, and it bleeds acid, and it drops down and just eats through layers upon layers of the ship. So, yeah, that's off the table. I love them running down, like, each level, waiting. To, like They're like, it's going to fucking pierce the hole. And I don't know what they would do to, like, try to stop it. I guess, like, throw more things in front of it. But, like, <laughs> just I just keep love throwing them, like, towels under it and everything. They're like, don't stand underneath it. Because I kept waiting for the... Because they're, like, looking up and stuff. I kept waiting for them to, like... I feel like they made the acid less and less of a big deal as the series went on, though. Yeah, because, like, this one, it seems like a huge huge deal i haven't watched the whole the whole series in a while but like you said it almost like they throw it out there every once in a while like oh acid blood but it seems like it could have been a lot bigger of a deal than they made it to be like imagine if like there's a crew that didn't know and they killed like five aliens like right in a cluster and then ate through the hall and they all got like sucked into space or something yeah like in later movies it like drips and sizzles a little bit and that's about it yeah. Ripley's lecturing Ash about breaking quarantine law, and my notes say, how is Ash drinking milk in space? It's just not something I imagine you would do. Like, I'm just picturing, like, getting, like, nasty dairy farts, like, with all these poor people stuck with you. Seems terrible. But knowing what Ash is makes sense, but... You're out in space, and you're drinking milk, one of the things that expires, like, so quickly... Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I guess they could just put that in the hypersleep thing. Does it preserve everything? I don't know. Well, is it milk? Or is yeah, he I know. some kind Probably of... Probably bukaki- is it. Is he a bukkake queen of sorts? Dude, like, you just brought up a point I hadn't thought of. Like, even, like, if we're led to believe it's just regular milk at this moment, not whatever the fuck Ash actually ingests, there's no way that's okay. There's no cow on this ship. I would love to think there's a cow. <laughs> there's yeah, like, the cow just, room. It's just hitting me now. Like, that's a great point. Yeah, it's just all of their semen that keeps this robot going. You must come on me again. I just did, Ash. I don't think you need any more. No, I do. Protocol, you won't get paid. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Dallas is in the mother room, which is just this big, like, spherical room with a bunch of lights, and he types into the computer to ask it questions. It's like, what is best way to get rid of this thing? Is like, does not compute, like, all this stuff. It's just not answering him about anything. Yeah, because it has, the computer has no idea, or acts like it has no idea what this thing is so it's like yes. we don't know what the probability is maybe it wants a hug all right then ash radios dallas and says something's happened to kane they get up there and the hugger has just fallen off and ash ripley and dallas all go in i'm gonna say that for being this big science crew out in space this is the dumbest thing in the world the, a parasite was at latched onto him would not let go even if you're cutting it and now is just dropped off, and you're going to assume it didn't do anything to him? I also want to real quick mention, we keep saying, like, these astronauts, these scientists, these are basically treated like space truckers. Yeah, you're not wrong. Fair point. For, like, none of them. These, this isn't Oppenheimer and Einstein up in space. This is fucking uh, BJ and the Bear up there, basically. You're not wrong. Well, good point. So it's no wonder they're breaking protocol and all that, you know. At least at the level where you can go space trucking, Deep Purple. Like, you'd think you'd be okay, smart enough to not do that. Holy shit, man. When Ash vs. Evil Dead used space trucking during their show, that was like, yes. it made me love that song so much. I just had to say that, because I love that song. But yeah, everyone's just in there, and everything's fine, and... Everyone's having one more meal before... Oh, by the way, I do love how, like, where did it go? And it, like, jump scares Ripley a little bit, the carcass of the facehugger. Oh, yeah, this is also something I wanted to talk about, because this is going into, like, our thing of, like, they're just space truckers. These aren't actual scientists. They just go walking in there with no protection whatsoever. They're just yeah. looking around. They have their mouth open, just like, where's it at? Like, it likes mouths! This is in the future. I assume you guys learned about 2020. Yeah, you don't just go walking in there with no face protection in a situation like this. Yeah, to pull out your mask. At least that'll stop it a little bit. <laughs> but how I mentioned the little mini jump scare, I also wanted to point out, this movie has so many jump scares in a time before there were really this many jump scares usually packed into a movie. Yeah, there's a lot. Well, like, it falls on Ripley, and she screams, of course, and you do, too, because especially if you yeah. haven't seen this in a while or it's your first time seeing it, you're like, oh, fuck, the alien. Like, you think this is the alien, you know? Dude, the one that actually still makes me jump, because I know it's coming, too, is the ah! ridiculous one we were laughing about earlier. It is the give me a hug scene. It, it Well, it comes out of nowhere, and it builds up to it, so I get what you mean, but then the payoff is like... I'm then you just feel ridiculous. That's what got me? Really? That? Yeah. But everyone's having one more meal before they go back into hibernation, and everything's good. They're having a great time, and Kane starts coughing pretty bad, and no one's too alarmed yet, but they start coughing real bad and leans back and we get the incredible iconic chest burster scene. Dude, one of those, like, I guarantee you, you show that to someone, a still of that, they know what that's from, whether they've seen this movie or not. Yeah, like, holy shit, the alien pops out of his chest 
and he puts on a little hat and he grabs a cane and he starts singing hello my baby hello my honey hello my life oh, man. yes From yes we've all seen space balls <laughs> i love what he's like not again and then another funny moment is the alien takes off remember it's like worm form here it just like puppeteers across the screen like someone's holding a wire and like this is almost ed wood level right here look the effects when they're good are like immaculate when they're good in this movie but then you just have moments like this but i this is one of the top i would top moments in movies for certain types for a certain demographic of people like us that like these kind of movies over let's say like a fucking gone with the wind or something of like the alien popping out of the chest for the very first time it rises out there's all the blood spurt its tails like wrapped around it it's doing those little sounds it's like like it's like intense like if this is the first time you've ever seen it it's like holy fucking shit where's this going now of okay now we have like a chihuahua sized alien running around it's going to become a great dane soon (laughs) and extremely soon these things grow so fast i would just love to see like is there any in any of these movies where we see it like grow like super big like all of a sudden or it's just always in the shadows and does that not that i recall but that doesn't mean it's not there like it's been a long time since i've watched the other ones yeah but we have burial and space for kane burial at sea it's basically just that this just treat this like a ship at sea and a lot of the same things apply and you know you wrap the body up it's a very somber moment and it goes in the sea sinks down Burial of Space is hysterical because it's the same deal, but they open up the hatch and it goes, and flies out into space, flip it away. I just think, ground control to Major Tom. It's great. It is great. I just want to go. It's just whipping through space for all of all eternity, preserved. Like, I just imagine, like, there's, like, a f- alien family on their vacation. Dad's screaming at the kids in the back seat. Quiet down! I'm gonna turn this thing around! All of a sudden, he splats against the windshield like a bug. They're like, oh, another astronaut! <laughs> but, so next, they're gonna find this thing. And, what's his name? Brett? Or Bert? We have a Brett in this movie! Yes. A Brett in space. <laughs> in space. But we get <laughs> Brett is out there with a cattle prod and this movement detector. And they have a net. And, well, everyone's out there, but he's the main one here. And they're split into two teams of three. Ripley's team's tracker starts going off. And we get the cat jump scare, Jones the Kitty. I do love Jones the Kitty in this movie. Where, like, a lot of times cats and, like, animals can be kind of annoying for the most part. Or you're, like, afraid that they're going to die. I love how they, like, care for this cat so much. Of, like, they're later they're willing to run back into, like, Danger Spaceship to go find Kitty. Because he heard the meow. Yes. Very I just much think, so. I just think if Baron, like, ran into the spaceship, I'd be like, I have to go get him. I can't let him nuclear explode in space 
Brett didn't net the cat. And he's like, what? That's all we're tracking in? We're like, yeah, but now the movement detector is going to pick it up again. So he's going after where the cat went. And he's meowing and making cat sounds and everything. And he's on his own here. And in the most confusing room in this ship. Why is it raining inside the spaceship, Brett? Also... Like, remember when we went to New York City and we were walking around and there was just random, like, drips coming from the sky, definitely off a yeah. balcony or something? He just, like, bathes in this, like, water and, like, puts it in his mouth. I can't think this is coming from anywhere good. I I, I think I sent to you on Snapchat because I was laughing. Like, why is it raining inside the spaceship? Um, no one sense. person sent back heavy condensation you know what, with all this tech and stuff, possibly, I could see this. And another said, don't quote me on this, he said, but I heard that the Nostromo is so big it has its own weather. That's a terrible design, if true. Yeah, but also, then isn't it just the water running off of machinery, which I'm yeah. guessing has chemicals and oil and stuff on it, and you're just drinking that? But then we get a full-size alien reveal right behind him, like after... He finds Jones the cat, and it looks so cool. And off screen, off screen, <laughs> off screen kills <laughs> Brett as Jones just watches, kind of concerned. Dude, what a cool monster! Reveal. Let's talk about it for a second, though. The xenomorph, which they never refer to it in this movie, but the alien is such a good design. Look, Pumpkinhead ripped it off. Let's be real, but yeah, it's the weird shaped head. The T-Rex arms that can actually extend the whole way, the back spike things, and the, the tongue, the mouth in its mouth. What are the back things? I don't know. Spikes? Organs? I don't but know. They're, they're like loop out, but they're not even spikes. They like come off to a, like a blunt end kind of thing. They're just there. The head is insane looking. And it also, like as the series goes on, it depends on what kind of creature the original alien goes into that it kind of takes the form ish of that. So this one goes into a person it's standing upright and kind of thing, but it still has the fucking elongated head. It's like super mucusy. Like it does not stop dripping of it. Doesn't feel like just a person in like a rubber suit that a lot of no. these movies would, they dumped goo all over it to make it feel real. <laughs> In fact, there's only one scene where I really like, yeah, it's a dude in a suit. Even though it is the whole time pretty much in this movie. It's only the scene we've mentioned 20 times already that I actually can tell. I'm like, okay, that's a person in there. You yeah. know what I mean? It looks just like a monster the rest of the movie. And for the most part, for the rest of the movie, it moves in a very, like, non-human type way. Like, no human would stack books like this. You know, like... Yeah. <laughs> only, like, very dinosaur-like the way it walks around and everything. Yeah. But both teams get back together and they realize it's using the air shafts. Dallas goes into the spherical mother room again and asks about the aliens, does not compute. And so they start sealing off sections of the vents and Dallas is going to crawl through searching. He just watched the thing. He's very inspired by not only McCree's look, but by his weapon of choice, the flamethrower. And it's another movie where they're going through the air ducts. <laughs> Yeah, is this chopping a... mall? Dude, my whole life I've never had to crawl through air ducts for something, but apparently it's a very common occurrence. 
I want to crawl through one so bad. Like, have you ever seen where it's like 99 year old woman goes skydiving to check it off her bucket list? It's like, I want to crawl through an air duct. Yes. And sneak and into gonna, somewhere we're not supposed to be. It's super dusty and there's spiders and it's much smaller. Yes. But remember, they have this movement detector and everything. And what's the what's girl who's not Ripley's name? Lambert. Yeah. Lambert's like on the radio with them and everything. Like, it's coming right towards you. Go, go. And they're sealing off all the ones behind him and everything. And like they said, it keeps moving right towards him on the radar. He doesn't see it. The camera pans. He turns around and it's right there. Gets him by reaching its arms out ridiculously. I know. We've talked about this 20 times. I know. But it's, it's worth talking about 20 times. Yeah. And it gets him also off screen. We don't really see the way it kills yet until we get the mouth mouth later. Yeah. And the mouth is just so iconic. It's one of those like pop culture things. Like a lot of people know, like somehow like the alien has worked its way into pop culture, like super hardcore of like, you'll see like memes of like Batman and who have like the second little Batman mouth coming out. Yes. But Ripley is now command falls to her and she's in the mother room and she's typing in, she puts in some override code about the alien and she finds out the alien was the mission the whole time and the crew is expendable. Yeah, that line, like, cause it comes up just on the computer screen, like of like crew expendable. And she like slams her gun down or something like all hardcore and whatnot. And it's just like, Oh fuck you corporation. They just keep referring to it as like the corporation, the whole movie. Yes. I'm assuming mother can communicate directly with Ash too, judging by this next scene. Cause she walks out and Ash is standing there being all weird. She goes to leave at first. Ash just starts sweating milk right here for, which is what they use milk and some kind of thickening agent. I think they just put some flour in it, but that is what the effect is, is just milk. Ridley Scott's just standing over Ian Holm. Just like, okay, just give me a minute before we like say action. I just need to get ready. Okay. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) He's like, this is not part of my contract. It's like, this is my art. (laughs) He's just sweating this white weird stuff and keeps shutting off all the exits. Look, she could have jumped through that door, just saying. Yeah, she really, I saw that. She could have Indiana Jones that shit. She didn't even have a hat to reach back in for. But then Ash just starts trying to kill Ripley, throws her onto the porno bed. I don't know whose this is. I'm guessing this was Dallas's, if I had to take a guess. He's really into retro 70s porn, I guess, because this is like in the 2000-somethings, because there's lots yes. of bush. <laughs> but Or maybe that comes back around. You never know. Oh, it could. But he grabs a magazine and rolls it up like a tube and tries to kill her by shoving it into her mouth. And everyone else has gotten be- come back in at this point and is trying to save Ripley and... He's just not reacting at all to while they're trying to get him. I think Parker's the one who finally gets him off of her and everything. Well, I don't know, like, because how they're treating the scene, because he's holding, like, almost a funnel, like, made out of a magazine into her mouth. And then he starts acting like he's going to throw something up. So I'm like, does he have, like, a fucking alien in him? 
that he's tried to implant in Ripley? I don't think. I think he was just trying to suffocate her with the magazine. But, but he starts being like, oh, like, and like spewing milk a little bit and stuff. Like, I don't I know. I thought he was just like almost malfunctioning because like now his oh. jig is up and he's more robotic now and everything. Maybe that's it of like, cannot compute, must throw up milk. But like I said, Parker and Lambert save her and Parker hits him with like some other like pipe thing and his head just comes right off and is hanging there and they plug him back in and what I think is a really cool effect because it's obviously dummy head. They put it there and then it's the actor's head popping up through a hole in the ground with some extra stuff added onto it. I actually think that's really nice. I like it. And I love that so much. Such an easy effect and so much better than some CGI bullshit. Um, I love though too. Like like, we would get many of the later alien movies. Yeah. They like wiggle his head around a little bit too. What once it becomes the real actor's head, and then I love they're like trying to wake him up, and then Ripley just slams her hand down on the table, and he just like awakens. He's like, "Hello!" Yes. <laughs> like his milk spews out of him. But he says that the alien is the perfect organism, and that's why they want it. I guess to study it, like be able to take its DNA, all this kind of stuff. Or as a student in my third grade class once accidentally mispronounced the word organism as orgasm and the whole class erupted in laughter because it was so funny. I still remember that every time like I hear the word organism, I think of her saying that none of us knew what it meant. It was just like, oh, it's a dirty word. <laughs> Look. And he goes, you have my sympathies, as he's unplugged. I like that they're walking out, and Parker's like, no, fuck this thing, and just, like, torches it. Very much like the thing, once, like, kind of reminds me again of them torching a head. (laughs) And now that Ash is gone, they don't have to worry about this main objective anymore, and they're gonna blow up the ship and take off in the shuttle. Yeah, and why do they split up? Because I know they, I think a couple of them go to like get ready, right? They have to fuel up, I think. And then they have Ripley to fuel goes up. I think they're grabbing some supplies, and then like Ripley's got to set the self destruct. That's right. Because they're like, let's take our chances on the shuttlecraft. Well, I'm guessing they're like, we're going to kind of like a Donner party this shit and try to like make it through space with as many rations as we can. Well, you go to hypersleep, you don't need too many then. Oh, yeah, I guess they do have those um, chambers on this shuttle thing, too. That's right. But Ripley is looking for Jones and does end up finding him. But the alien finds Parker and Lambert. And this is really cool because one Lambert is just terrible. She's just standing literally in a spotlight screaming. Yeah, and it's like she's uh, Parker's like get out of the because he has like a weapon. It's like get out of the way. Let me take care of the alien. And she's like, I can't move. <laughs> she's that yeah. character. And this is where we really see like the mouth mouth come into action here. I think he gets Parker with the mouth mouth. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. I love the mouth mouth. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. And the spiky like dagger tail, I think, is what gets Lambert then. Yeah, luckily this didn't turn into the evil dead all of a sudden. He just gets him with the tail. (laughs) But Ripley hears them both die over the radio. 
and she starts the self-destruct timer. It, so you have 10 minutes to self-destruct, and after five minutes, you won't be able to reverse the self-destruct. I really enjoy that it's not just push the big red button and ship explode in 10 minutes. She has to, like, assemble a thing, it seems, where, like, she has to screw stuff into these cylinders. She has to throw two switches. She has to do something else as well. Like, it seems more real world than just, like, push big red button, ship go explode. Yeah, because you don't want to accidentally hit the self-destruct button. Oh, like if there was just, let's say, hap- let's say a lever in a castle that if yeah. you push the le- lever, it, it, it explodes. Yeah, it explodes you all into atoms. Oh, stay away from that. It explodes into atoms. We belong dead. But she's on her way to the shuttle with Jones and the alien cuts her off in the hallway. Like right when she's rounding a corner, she drops yeah. Jones and can't get it and runs this is the scariest shot of the alien to me, though, because one, I don't know why it doesn't attack Jones. I'm glad it doesn't. But it's right. looking into Jones is like futuristic cat carrier. I'm glad you said it because he does. He has future cat carrier. It can't just yes. be like, well, a cat carrier is just this design and that's what it always is. No, it's the future. Yeah, I feel like we've already peaked with cat carrier design. We didn't need a futuristic yeah. version of it. It's a plastic box with air holes you put the cat in. Yes, but it's when the xenomorphs staring into this, I think is the scariest shot of the alien. Like that right on its face. This is where it does look terrifying. Because you don't know, we still don't know much about this alien. Maybe now the cat's infected. Yeah. Is this a, th- is it like the thing of like all of us? It's like, we see it in this form, but it's also been in two other forms we've seen of like the face hugger and the Bambi Buster. Is that what it was called? Chestburster. Chestburster. I thought it was called Bambi Buster or something too. I've never heard this. I don't know. And it, for some reason, that came out of my like elementary school memories. Wouldn't that just be the hunter that shot Bambi's mom? <laughs> I'm waiting for that dark story by the Winnie the Pooh people. <laughs> but so Ripley has to try to stop the self-destruct because her way to the shuttle is now blocked by a fucking alien. But she gets there. She starts flipping her switches and everything. But she's too late. There's only five minutes left. Now there's only get to the shuttle. It's one of those situations where it's like the last second. She just doesn't make it like she does all the like she unscrews all the things and hits all the switches and she's about to throw the last switch. But at the last split second, she's not quick enough. And I love she's like, mother, you bitch. And she's like throws a chair at the screen. (laughs) Dude, so I guess in self-destruction prep for this, it's just like pump all of the fog into the ship because i don't know what's going on here in the self-destruct sequence but it's just like a smoke machine going off in this thing right now well like i think you said earlier of like people just standing around with like fire extinguishers okay it's like okay and go (laughs) but she does get to the shuttle she gets jones they both get in there and ripley goes i got you you son of a bitch as they drive away and the Nostromo explodes in like a wild, like three tiered explosion. You keep bringing up Oppenheimer. I saw it too. Yeah. 
just saying Christopher Nolan doesn't have anything on this. But Christopher Nolan's was real. He I actually know. made that. Yes. But I also want to real quick, it's a tiny little thing, but I love these little things of Ripley has Jones in the cat carrier. She he's she sets him down like in the doorway, but he's not all the way in. So she just kicks the cat carrier inside. You see it like tumble like, OK, thank God Jones is OK. Poor kitty. But did you have to kick him across the room in the cat carrier? I think in this situation, we can let it slide. Oh, I know. Like, it's like she saved the kitty. Thank God. But she, like, kicks him into the room. Like, yeah, go. She's on her way out. She puts Jones in a sleep pod. And she takes off her big astronaut gear. And like we said, this is the (laughs) kind of hot, kind of not. I don't know. When she's stripping down scene. Well, real quick, I want to mention for as long and like drawn out of a movie this is you cannot just put a cat in a thing and it's going to stay there that's a 15 minute scene of her chasing her around trying to get into the sleep pod and like holding it down to the last very second then letting it go and it still escapes somehow kind of thing the cat's just like okay do you know how hard it is to get my cat into the cat carrier yeah but like you said now we get the scene of Hank Hill ass, and you're like, oh. Then she turns around and does a big, like, stretch, and it must be cold, and you're like, oh, okay. It is space. It makes sense. Yeah. But then the aliens just taking a nap in the corner? Something else, because this is why it's so hidden here, because there's lots of, like, pipes and stuff around here. So much of this movie has, like, these long like surfaces like the alien's head and then what i just describe as like vacuum cleaner hoses throughout like the ship design so which is really cool because after you see the alien every time you're seeing the background you almost think you see it there like just right everything that's on both the nostromo and this ship i also love i saw online the one time where there's a screenshot of like sigourney weaver like in her underwear and like of course you're paying attention to that right beside her you see the alien and everyone's like well your attention is here and not here that's the point of the movie of like hey you could see the alien right here but there's sigourney weaver dude i've seen this movie i don't know how many times i've never noticed it there either no i've never seen this i'm gonna have to go rewatch this now well, if you know you're going to go to rewatch it and be like, I'm going to try to focus on the left. You're going to keep kind of looking. Up. Oh, fuck, I missed it. <laughs> but she goes and puts on all of her astronaut gear and grabs a weapon and she smokes the alien, like just zaps it with this thing and everything. And it wakes up. She straps herself down and opens up the airlock and... It's going out. It grabs on at the last second. She kind of like harpoons it to knock it out, though. And yay, day is saved, right? No, it's hanging on to the outside of the ship now. And then you see it climb into like the thrusters or whatever. And you're like, oh, God, fucking damn it. Like this motherfucker is not ending. Like he will not give up. Well, it climbed into basically where the fire comes from because she just turns on the thrusters and burns it out. Dude, so if this thing wouldn't have climbed right there, Ripley's dead. Yeah. But she blasts it off and takes off into space, and she leaves a log on her thing, and this is Ripley signing off, 
And she gets in and hibernates with Jones. They say she's about six weeks away from Earth. And that is alien. And it's just a few more weeks until she wakes up and we get aliens. I think aliens takes further in the future. I don't think it's right away. Oh, it's not? Because I know a thing of, like, it keeps being where, like, Ripley goes into, like, cryo sleep and she wakes up. Oh, there's an alien for a few days. She goes into cryo sleep. She wakes up. Oh, there's an alien! Yeah, th then she's bald in the third one. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I don't even think that's really Ripley then. Or it's, like, the fourth one it's not Ripley. and But it it's Sigourney Weaver. I haven't seen that one in so long. I just remember the third one when she's falling into the pit and she's, like petting the alien that's burst out of her or something i think i remember ron perlman being in one of them yeah but yeah that's alien from 79 very fun time once it picks up i know a yeah. lot of purists are gonna hate me for nitpicking on that but i i gotta be honest on our show the beginning is a fucking slog on alien but it does make up for it once it kicks up it's visually very nice and I get what they're doing. They're setting up this story. We don't know what Alien is, is what you have to pretend in your mind. But it is slow at the beginning. Visually very nice. I like when it gets going after the chestburster stuff. All the Alien kind of stuff's pretty fun. Um, I, rem I still remember Aliens being more fun. But it'll be interesting to see what I think, because I don't really like action movies. So, And I haven't seen that one in a long time. So it'll be fun to do that one at some point. Aliens rides that line enough, I don't think you're going to dislike it. It's not going to be... I, I will still stick behind my thing of I'm more of an alien than predator person. No, I'm more of a predator person. That doesn't mean I don't really appreciate and like this series too, though. No, the predator sucks. Alien rules. Uh you're, you're welcome to your wrong opinion. <laughs> All right. You ready for the count of the dead? Let's get into the count of the dead. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. All right. That's wrong with the horror count of the dead. So we're tally up all the deaths in the movie. Where do you think we got with Alien? Does Ash count? No. Five? You got it. Yeah, look at me go. It's really easy when there's hardly any characters in the whole movie. <laughs> exactly. That's Greg's Count of the Dead. Ah, ah, ah. Now we're getting into my ratings from Dimension Z. So basically, I'll take something from the movie and I'll rate the movie 1 through 10, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. Now come up with that thing right now. So the movie's called Alien. It's about an alien. I'm going to do Aliens. Yeah, um, full disclosure on when we're recording this one. It's not like a Throbtober wait, but we're still a little ahead. Dude, like, yesterday they're testifying in front of Congress about aliens and everything. I'm like, it feels kind of weird doing this movie today now. It is extremely weird timing that we always have somehow. Look at Maximum Overdrive. We totally planned that, everyone. Yeah. And um, next week's episode. Yeah. Um... But yeah, we're going to do aliens. So this is you, Greg. You're me. Just you're you. What alien do you want to have to encounter? Is the alien going is it already the alien will be mad at me? Like is that well, no, a foregone conclusion? Wh whatever the character is, that's the alien you get. Now, I can't just pick like humans that live in space. Like do I have to no. get a little more creative than that? No, it's aliens. Okay, so I can't like pick like Bunny from Plan 9, for example. Like that doesn't count. 
No. Okay. Okay. Um, so, an... what are you doing? I would pick the alien. Oh, I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> what the alien is? Not you. We've not. We. It's not like we haven't done this over two hundred times, Greg. I'm out of it today. We we have aliens for real now. I'm. I, what does this even mean? What are we talking on this for? Okay, so a number one version of an alien, the worst version of an alien, you're going to want to come in contact with, I would think is the face hugger. Because how fucking fucked up is that? That all of a, like you get attacked, then all of a sudden you're just fine. Then like half an hour, an hour later, it just kills you. Like from inside out, That that's fucked up. Yeah. For me... And there's a there's gonna be an explanation for this because at first you're gonna look at me weird. A number ten oh, I already know what alien. you're doing because we were talking about aliens the other day, and I I know where this is going already. Go ahead. It's gonna be ET. So I oh. can beat the because he's friendly and he's gonna be like phone home, and I can beat the fuck out of him, and he's not gonna do anything because he's a little bitch. I know you hate ET. I love E.T. I'm not gonna lie. It was on the other day. I did put it on for a little bit. Man, why does Brett hate this movie? Like, it's so nice fucking movie. stupid. Stupid it's heart, alien. It's heartwarming. Dumb, dumb alien. I get to fucking, like, kick the fuck out of him, and he never goes home. I thought you were gonna say, like, a Twi'lek from Star Wars or something, but E.T., okay. A, a what? The, the, like, the, you remember the girl that dances in Jabba's Palace and drops into the Rancor, that species? I thought oh. you were gonna go with that for a ten. I don't know that species name. Okay. Um, Alien is fun. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's worth a watch every few years, I guess. I'm not like an alien purist, which like you were saying, I'm sorry for people that absolutely love this movie. I do enjoy it, but it's not like watch constantly kind like a basket case for me or something. Um, I'm going to give it six and a half. Okay. It was fun. I liked it. The atmosphere is really good. Not taking away from it. What it's just very slow. And having seen it before, it's one of those movies the first time you see it, it's gotta be like so impactful. But I've seen it so many times that I kind of know what's going on, even if you haven't seen it for a while. So it's like, oh okay, I get it. Just kind of get to it like the later alien movies do, I guess. But it's fun and it's Maybe it's probably up there in the series. It's one of the best ones. Like it has to yeah. be right. Yeah, without a doubt, it's upper echelon of it. Um, I went just one full step above you. I went seven and a half. Okay. Uh, Say what you said. I think the effects are something great when they do it. And I guess my favorite thing is just the concept of this. Like. What a cool idea to set like a scary, what would be like a haunted house movie or something like that, or a slasher in space. Like, it's such a cool idea. Greg said the thing. Greg said the thing. Everyone, everyone that reviews this movie said I know. that it's a haunted house movie in space. I tried to stop myself. I'm like, you know, they're right. So I'm just going to say it. <laughs> it is true. And then... So I don't know if this is should be to the film's benefit or like I should take away points for it. Like Ellen Ripley is a rare final girl where she's like written almost like a McCready from The Thing would be or something like that. Hmm. Yeah. And the reason is because they didn't write Ellen Ripley as a girl. 
Oh, okay, that makes sense. So I don't know if I give them credit for this or not. Like credit right. for casting Sigourney Re- Ugh, Sigourney in that role, but also I'm like, yeah, but you didn't really write that, did you? So like, I don't know if I can credit them for this or not. Yeah, but I do love her in this movie. Oh, she's great. Yeah, yeah. But unless you have anything else, man. No, that's all I got on Alien. Well, we hope that Alien has left your brain throbbing with horror. Alright, that's the end of the episode, guys. You know the drill. Follow us on all the social medias. Just look for the Throbbing with Horror Pumpkin. Please rate us five stars on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And come back for next week for the next episode.